Welcome to another very special edition of Lombardi's Legends Podcast. This is Wags, and with me, as always, is Dane. We are about to preview the NFC Championship game. So, Dane, how are you feeling? I just got chills when you said that. Um, Wags, the road to the Super Bowl goes through Lambeau Field, and it happens on Sunday. Packers taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, with an opportunity to go to Tampa. And uh, there's a lot of emotion here. This is a very, very, very big football game for the Packers. I think generational big as far as the Packers are concerned because you look at the coaches that have won a championship in in Green Bay and Coach LaFleur is on the doorstep but he's not there yet, and it goes a long way if the Packers punch their ticket to Tampa on Sunday. They're going to have to play a very good game. They're playing a very good opponent. The legs, I am absolutely hyped for this week. I'm nervous already. I've got a lot of uh, anxiousness, but I'm really looking forward to breaking this down with you. It's an absolute pleasure to do it with you and for us to be able to talk about Packer football when they're one of the final four teams in all of the NFL. And before we do that, not to be a downer, but let's at least acknowledge some of the off-field news. Uh, Former Packer GM Ted Thompson passed away today. And, I mean, what a legacy he had. I know towards the end, um, you know, it was it probably wasn't quite as good as as, as, as the prime Ted Thompson years. But what can you say about what he accomplished, not only for the Packers, but – uh, a lifetime uh, achievement uh, in the NFL as a player, uh, and then certainly around the league as a scout, uh, and eventually as a GM. So, um, you know, we our, our thoughts and prayers are with uh, Ted Thompson's family. And uh, Dane, I don't know if you have anything to add, just in terms of the legacy of what Ted Thompson uh, accomplished in his time in Green Bay. Yeah, happy to hear that they are going to be commemorating him at Lambeau Field. His name's going to be going up. Um, don't want to get this wrong, but I'm fairly confident that uh, the Packers communicated a few days ago to his family and perhaps to Ted himself that this was going to be happening. Um, Jason Wildy, uh from, you know, a Packer, a beat writer, had a, I thought, um, said it best, I, I recommend everybody goes to his Twitter and, and listens to his recording from earlier today. Uh, he got pretty emotional during it, but Ted Thompson lived and breathed Green Bay Packer football, was able to succeed and achieve the, the greatest uh, honor in the sport, which is to be a Super Bowl champion. Drafted Aaron Rodgers, Nick Collins, Jordy Nelson, uh, Greg Jennings, signed Charles Woodson, a million more great players drafted. His legacy is still imprinted on this team with uh, Rodgers and Crosby and some of these other greats. So Ted Thompson will be greatly missed. Yes. Uh, it's going to be uh, an emotional game, but I think this is something that, uh, as you alluded to, uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, depending on how you deal with these situations, uh, certainly uh, everyone 
uh, perhaps saw coming. So um, certainly, again, our, our thoughts are with uh, Ted Thompson's family and, and for uh, all those that were part of the Packer Nation that worked closely with him all those years. So yeah. um, other news uh, in terms of off-field developments, I did not see coming. Packers signed Tremont Williams to the practice squad. Game, immediate <laughs> yeah. reaction to that. Uh, I, I'll tell you what, I did not expect it either. Uh, we saw that he was waived uh, a few days ago, and tongue-in-cheek, we're like, well, maybe he'll come back. He actually came back. Uh, so um, talk about another locker room presence, leadership ability. I saw Kevin King put out a video on Instagram with him in the locker room. They were chirping at Devon House, another former Packer, saying, where are you at? Uh, <laughs> it's exciting. I you know, there's not a lot of season left, no matter what happens on Sunday. But talk about a locker room presence, Wags. And uh, I'll tell you what, maybe, just maybe, another punt returner, sure hands back there. I don't know. Uh, maybe, maybe not. But great to have him back on the roster. If for no other reason than he's another set of eyes out there at this stage in his career. The guys look up to him. You can't have enough leadership this time of year. Yeah, I, I sort of wish that they would have signed him a couple of days earlier so we could have uh, talked to Jared Bush about that, this, that, those developments. But you have to wonder if maybe – I don't know if Jared would have known anything about that, but uh, certainly that would have been nice to get a reaction from him. Uh, but uh, we're happy to have Tremont uh, back in the fold here for oh, the yeah. stretch run. I don't know that we're going to see him out on the field much of at all, but uh, as you said, if nothing else – uh, why not? Why wouldn't we bring him in uh, to have some type of presence or role? So, um, okay, very good. Well, I think we can just dive right into the matchup then. And, Dane, I, I think, you know, we, normally we start with the injuries. Uh, it does look like mostly good news on the Packers yeah. front. Uh, when we look at the injury report uh, for the Packers, I was a little bit nervous. Um, nothing significant, it appeared, uh, coming out of last week, but um, everyone was either a full or limited participant uh, for the first two practices this week, yesterday and today. So we look like we should be in the clear. I know Mercedes Lewis technically was a DNP today, but uh, that's pretty normal for Mercedes um, all throughout the season. He's He's gotten a day off almost every week, so I'm not reading too much into that one at all. Um, and Mason Crosby was obviously a major concern uh, yeah. But uh, I think he's going to be fine, and he should be good to go this week. Yeah, no, I, I think you, you hit it on the head. We we are looking pretty healthy going into this. We actually activated a couple guys uh, off the IR, or, or in terms of the Packers have three weeks to to you know maybe have them uh, come back onto the roster. Kavion Ento. Uh, um, Nickerson, Terry Nickerson is another one, and uh, forgive me, I don't have it right in front of me, but a uh, a third Packer, uh, Burris, the uh, linebacker, number 58. Uh, all three, uh, the Packers now have opted to open up their three-week window uh, to, to come back to the active roster. All three of those guys are uh, more practice, or excuse me, uh, more uh, special teams uh, contributors. Uh, but with a team that's been much maligned with special teams, especially throughout the entire season, uh, some of these guys may be a boost, uh, maybe, maybe not. But, Wags, it's encouraging to be as healthy as we are going into this matchup. And uh, Tampa Bay, on the other hand, they're looking overall relatively healthy as well. But I'm going to be watching Antonio Brown. He is a game-time decision. Sounds like he hasn't been practicing much. So, I mean, how big of a deal is that if Antonio Brown is not able to go for the Bucks? 
Well, they've got a really good wide receiver core, and yeah. uh, Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are are going to play, but they they they're listed on the injury report as well. Uh, they were limited participants in practice, um, so no doubt in my mind that they're going to go. But uh, collectively, maybe not completely healthy, um, and that could be just a, a slight edge then uh, that goes back the Packers' way uh, if they're not at complete full speed. Uh, we've got a young, fast uh, secondary group uh, that is going to have their hands full either way, no doubt about it. But Antonio Brown's a weapon, and if he's not able to go, uh, I know that he doesn't get uh, a, a ton of snaps, but he's out there a, a decent amount, especially uh, towards the end of the season. It looked like uh, he was really starting to ramp up. So that could be a, a significant break for the Packers if he's not able to go this week. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um Looking across the board, are there any other injuries to Tampa Bay that stick out to you? Uh, no, not really. I, I think uh, everyone else that's listed, I, I know uh, Jason Pierre-Paul um, did not participate uh, in practice. I, I don't expect that to be anything more than a, a veteran rest similar to Mercedes Lewis. Uh, but let's keep an eye on that tomorrow. If he doesn't go tomorrow, that maybe there's something a little bit more there. Um but uh, everyone else looks like they're a pretty full go. So I don't think there's going to be any other significant injury news on the Tampa Bay front as well. Legs, as we start to look at this game then, I, I'm i not going to really be mentioning the, the first matchup all that much. I think that, you know, other than we, I think we learned a few things. This was the, probably the first time in the season where we saw good Packers, bad Packers uh, on the offensive side. It's the first time we saw them kind of get derailed during the game. Uh, during the game and, and unable to kind of bounce back. I think there were a lot of, uh, a lot of anomalies uh, in this game that just aren't regular uh, in watching the Packers. And I think this game is going to be uh, an absolute incredible matchup. I, I, I'll be honest, I think the Packers matched up a little better with the Saints than the Buccaneers uh, when I was you know, rooting last week, I guess. Uh, that being said, Tampa's who you got, and uh, they've gotten hot at the right time. Their defense looked really good last week. Um, their offense looked very good as well. Wags, as we look at this Tampa Bay offense, you mentioned the wide receiving core, but where can they beat you, and where do you think the Packers need to, to really be paying the most attention, and how can the Packers' defense take care of business this week and give Aaron Rodgers what he needs? Sure. It's it's definitely through the air. I, Tampa, perhaps their run game has gotten going, but that's been pretty inconsistent all year. I They've got two physical hard runners in Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones. Uh, Ronald Jones is a little bit banged up, but looked pretty good last week. So I think they're going to have both of those guys ready to go. Uh, so uh, certainly the Packers are going to need to be prepared for that. But it's all about the pass game uh, with, with Tampa Bay. And it seems like this Tampa Bay offense is really – molded uh, more and more uh, towards Tom Brady's strengths as the season's mm-hmm. gone along. Whereas early in the season, it's almost like they were fighting against each other a little bit. Uh, so that's going to be, uh, I think, the biggest key is that is that pass game. And they've got a lot of weapons, Antonio Brown or no Antonio Brown. Yeah. Um, Gronk is, is not at the height of his powers, but he's a big target, big body, and he can do some damage, particularly in the red zone. Uh, Mike Evans, uh, but perhaps, I don't know if he's lost a step. I wouldn't say that. But for whatever reason, hasn't 
totally looks like he's been uh, on the same page with Brady. Um, he's, he's got the stats. He had another 1,000-yard season, but most of his touchdowns also came in the red zone. Uh, so it, it's and Chris Godwin looks like he uh, is still very dangerous, but uh, maybe it wasn't targeted quite as much. Uh, for whatever reason, and, and it's frustrated me as I'll admit it, a uh, Tom Brady fantasy owner, um, Scotty <laughs> Scotty Miller seems to have some role. I don't quite get it, but he and Brady, for whatever reason, uh, seem to uh, connect. Um, and Brady likes to look his way in third down and for and downfield. Um, surprisingly, for an undersized receiver, um, he's someone that uh, perhaps it's a matchup issue. So it'll be interesting to see how the Packers choose to match up uh, with these guys when uh, they're going three and four wide. Uh, to try to spread them out where the Buccaneers think they have the mismatch. Um, they, I feel pretty comfortable uh, matching up with all those guys, as talented of a group as that is. Um, it, now, if Antonio Brown's able to go, now it makes it uh, pretty tough because you've got three top-flight wide receivers, um, a really good tight end in Gronk, and, and, and Connor Bray, you can't sleep on him either. Um, and then Scotty Miller, usually that's probably why he gets to targets because now – He's going against figuratively the worst coverage guy on the other on the defense, um, or maybe he's even getting matched up against a safety uh, or a, a linebacker in certain situations, depending on which route he's running and where he is on the field. So uh, the Packers are going to have to be prepared for a full complement of routes. Um, I don't think Brady um, can can throw the deep ball with quite the amount of accuracy as he once could. But uh, he gets rid of the ball pretty quickly, um, and this is not a super strong offensive line for Tampa Bay, uh, but when they have their timing on, it's been difficult to get to Brady. Surprisingly, uh, they protected them very well, and, and they've really only uh, given up just over 20 sacks this year. So they're top five in the NFL uh, in fewest sacks allowed as well, um, right up there with the Packers. So um, so it's it's going to be a difficult matchup this week. No bones about it when you look at this offense. Um, it's it's all about those pass catchers to me. Uh, that's where it starts uh, when you're trying to look at where the Packers need to focus their attention. Wags, that's great insight. And does that make you start to think, uh, because as you're talking even more and more, I'm thinking maybe this is a week Tremont Williams is in fact up with the team. Uh, you know, last week, the first playoff game, Josh Jackson, Kadar Holman were both inactive, healthy scratches. Uh, this week, you know, maybe one of them's up. I assume one of them's up. It's definitely a different game plan than what we just faced against the Rams. Um, so maybe you have one of those younger players up. Uh, but with all of the talent and all of the different um, receivers that, that have really made nice careers for themselves on Tampa Bay side here, this Tremont, I mean, he knows this playbook pretty darn well. He was in it all year last year. He's been with Petten before when he was in Cleveland. I think Tremont is going to be up to speed pretty quickly. Uh, do you see him potentially now being active as one of the uh, practice squad call-ups uh, to take on uh, this, this uh, Tampa Bay offense? Uh, we'll see. I, I don't know. Where do you see Tremont having an advantage on the matchup with those guys we just mentioned uh, at this point? I, that's that's the question. He's, he's going out there to replace whom? Um, you know, obviously, it's one of those situations where how much do the Packers want to go out there in their dime personnel? 
to be right. quite honest with you, uh, it seems like opposing offenses are doing whatever they can to get the Packers in that dime personnel. Uh, that seems to be where they're finding the mismatches um, and, and being able to have some success moving the ball on this Packers defense. When the Packers defense are able to get more of their base personnel in there and have two inside linebackers, uh, they've been pretty tough uh, this last six to seven weeks. Uh, it's when they've got their dime personnel out there that the opposing offenses seems to be able to get a little bit more of a rhythm and move the ball downfield. Uh, so it, it, it'll be interesting to see uh, what Tampa Bay does from a personnel and a um, a package, a sub package, a standpoint. Uh, what what guys they want to get out on the field, if if indeed that's something they're looking to exploit. Uh, so to go back to your question on Tremont, yeah, yeah, I agree. He could be active this week. Um, it seems like they're probably going to want to get the guys out there that have the experience and that they can trust to be on the right uh, spot on the field uh, in in this critical point of the season. So certainly Tremont is someone that you know you can trust to get the job done. Do you see the safeties? I mean, the safe Packers safeties have – uh, and, and when I say that, I'm talking specifically about Adrian Amos and Darnell Savage Jr. They have had a incredibly productive last five or six weeks. Uh, like I'm talking best in the NFL as a duo, uh, productive. Uh, do you see them continuing this Darnell Savage closer to the line of scrimmage? Could you see them matching up Amos a little bit with Gronk? I mean, I think that uh, sometimes the Packers have had the most success when the safety uh, has been able to cover, uh, you know, over on the tight end. I know Will Redmond's going to get his snaps as well, uh, but I've got to think that the Packers are going to be uh, showing some different looks. And I, I'm curious your take on how you see Coach Petten um, attacking this week because this is, uh, as you mentioned, a, a very formidable opponent. Yeah, well, first of all, it's always important that whoever's lined up on the tight end is physical and isn't, it doesn't just blow right by him. They've got to yeah. hit him at the line of scrimmage. Um, you know, whether it's a run or a pass, and Gronk is a good uh, blocker, so he's not afraid to get physical, but you've got to at least do something to disrupt. Uh, his ability to get off of the line of scrimmage. He doesn't have, he's never been a burner, but um, if you can slow him down a little bit and that creates some timing issues uh, for Brady and he's not able to get the ball away and get it to Gronk as quickly as he could, uh, now you can, you can disrupt some of that timing and what they're trying to do uh, in that connection. So um, if it's Amos lining up over the top of him um, to take up the coverage uh, downfield, uh, that could very well be. Uh, I think the Packers, although I just mentioned earlier that I don't think Brady has quite the accuracy downfield, I think they're going to need to respect that uh, with the speed of this Tampa Bay uh, receiver group. Uh, so I'm not sure we see Darnell Savage close to the line of scrimmage as much this week, at least early on. Uh, we will see uh, how that um, uh, develops over the course of this game and as as they make some adjustments, uh, both defensively and uh, Tampa Bay offensively, responding to what adjustments they make. Uh, Dane, what do you think, though, uh, is going to be the Coach Patton game plan for covering these guys? Are we going to see a lot of that dime package, or do you think we could still see quite a bit of Christian Kirksey and Kamal Martin out there alongside Chris Barnes this week? 
Yeah, you know, I think early we're going to probably see some of that and see if we can get away with it, right? And if we can, then game on. If we can't, we'll make adjustments as needed. But I, I do expect Coach Petten to roll out sort of our base package and, and see where we can go, and I think he'll do that because we have, uh, we're afforded that ability to do it with Jair Alexander. Quite frankly, he's becoming Jair Island on one side of the field. So, um, you know, having him on that end, he can really rely on that. And with the activity of the, the safeties, I mean, it, a lot of this pressure is going to fall more onto Shandon Sullivan and to Kevin King, as far as I'm concerned. So, Wags, yeah, I mean, I, I do think that. I think that we're going to see a lot of different looks, though, uh, throughout the game. Um, and I think that a lot of Packer fans right now are probably holding their breath and saying, Please don't be conservative this week, Coach Petten. You know, please bring some pressure. I think that Petten's going to bring the house sometimes. I think that his entire game plan is going to be predicated on rattling Tom Brady, getting him frustrated, getting that Tom Brady that we see barking on the sidelines just pissed off at the world. I think that that's what Coach Petten's looking to do. Uh, I think he understands that uh, everybody else in this offense is a symptom of Brady. And if you can take away Tom Brady's strengths, we can have a football game and we can win the game. So, Wags, um, while I think that we might see some dime and some of this base, I think that we're going to have a lot of um, – a lot of other looks, and I think that we're going to be seeing some Preston Smiths, Darius Smith, and and, uh, and Rashawn Gary on the field at the same time. We've seen that throughout the season, but I expect more of that this week. I think that we're going to be bringing different packages where DBs are going to be, uh, you know, being sent to to t- take on the quarterback. Um, get ready. This is going to be one of those where Mike Patton might be uh, earning another contract out of this one, and I, I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, um, but I, I'm fully prepared uh, to watch him throughout all the stops. Uh, the bad taste of last year's NFC Championship is still in uh, our mouths. If the defense does not perform well on Sunday, I don't think that Coach Patton will remain as a Green Bay Packer. Um, I, I'll be as bold as to say that. I think that Coach LeFleur has an eye on this game. I think everybody recognizes how important this game is. So sorry to go off on a tangent, but I think that this is a remarkably important game for the culture of this team. And I think that Petten uh, is going to come out guns a-blazing, and we're not going to sit back. And, in fact, we're going to impose our will on this Tampa Bay offense and make them beat us. Yeah, and, you know, one of the things that we need to – uh, do too is in being aggressive, perhaps that can lead to some frustration on Tampa's part. Uh, yeah. If you go back to the last game, they had zero turnovers and zero penalties. I can guarantee you that's not going to happen again this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, perhaps they're able to take care of the ball and they don't turn it over. I don't think that's going to happen either, but I guarantee you they're not going to get zero penalties again this week. Uh, so, you know, it was about as perfect of a game as it could be for um, for Tampa and about as bad of a game as it could have possibly have been for the Packers. Uh, remember, too, Aaron threw two of his five interceptions in that game. Right. And all respect to Tampa Bay, I don't think that had, you know, I'm not taking anything away from them. It, that, to me, though, had nothing to do with, the defense and, and what they were doing as much as Aaron just had a couple of, of bad passes and a really bad second quarter. Um, and that's never going to happen again either. So, um, you know, it's one of those things where I think it's in a way, uh, this is a very talented Tampa offense. They're going to score points. You, you're right. Um, 
uh, Patton's going to need to uh, situationally have this defense ready to get the job done. But in a way, are you scared of Tampa Bay trying to get in a shootout with Pack with the Packers? Because I'm not. I'm just going to answer my own question, and you can you may answer differently. But I think this Tampa Bay team. Uh, if they're trailing or trying to catch up or they're trying to um, score with this Packers offense, which we'll, we'll talk about here in a minute, uh, I, I think they're going to turn the ball over. Uh, I think Brady in the cold weather looked like he was done uh, last year in the playoffs, and I get it. He's had a great season, but if you go back and look, they haven't played very many cold weather games this year. I think he went down to Florida hoping that they would have all con- – Temperature controlled and warm weather games all the way through potentially the Super Bowl. Sorry, Tom, not going to happen. You're coming and playing in in frigid Green Bay, and I don't think he's going to be too eager to be out there. Um, You know, he'll be. I'm sure he'll be okay, but I I think he's going to turn the ball over at least one time, uh, either with an interception or a fumble. And I think this Packers defense is going to be able to tilt the field as a result of that. Man, I hope so. I mean, we had a chance just a few days ago uh, to have Jared Bush, Super Bowl champion and captain of the last Super Bowl championship team, uh, had an interception in that game. He was on our podcast uh, very recently, so go back and listen to it, please. Uh, but, you know, we asked him the question that we talk about sometimes. It's like, does it really matter? Is the cold weather really an advantage? And he said, yeah, because, you know, we go to the grocery store. It's it, it in our bones a little bit. I think I'm paraphrasing, but, um, Wes, I hope so. And I hope that Brady comes out. And I'm just going to say it. Um, offense and defense collectively as two teams, I think the Packers want this one. And I, I think that, it, you know, some of that is just gamesmanship, right, and, like, who wants it more, you know, how how real is that? I'll tell you what. I think Aaron Rodgers wants this one bad. I think Matt LaFleur, uh, there's a legacy here. This isn't a bunch of hired guns that have just come in, and it feels a little bit like that in Tampa right now to me. It feels like a very young defense, and it feels like a couple hired guns in there that are having a very successful season. Green Bay's building a culture, and they've built a culture over a number of years. These guys know each other. And um, I think that going into the huddle, I think this is going to be a, a battle, I do. Um, but I think that these guys are going to be looking across from each other, and they know they've got each other's backs. There's trust there. And um, I don't know how much that matters. I don't know how much the cold matters. But legs, if we're talking even fraction of percentages, I think that they're, we're looking at um, upside for the Packers right now. And, and as you said, and we'll be talking about the offense here, um, I think that this Packers team overall – has something to prove, not only to the world, but I think to themselves. And I, that's why I'm I'm so nervous, but I'm so excited, because this truly feels like one of those generational games uh, for the Green Bay Packers. Uh, it's a changing of the guard opportunity. It's a lot of things on the line right now. So, I mean, I'm, I'm getting jacked up, because this is what it's all about, Green Bay Packer football. The defense absolutely has to step up on Sunday. Absolutely. So, Dane, we didn't talk – about the defensive line. So yeah. just real quickly, what can they do this week to continue to uh, play, I think, at the high level they have been and get some pressures on top? Yeah, I just continue uh, to, to be as aggressive as humanly possible. We're getting a punch up this week. Kingsley Kiki is going to likely be back in the lineup. He had a concussion, uh, was unable to go. Uh, in the second round playoff game. Having Kingsley is a huge boost to the pass rush, 
Last week, Snacks Harrison only got three snaps, I believe, uh, against the, the, the Rams. And uh, I expect him to get some more snaps to, to help stop the run. Uh, Dean Lowry needs to keep playing at the level he's been playing. I think he played some pretty good football last week. We need more of that. And then Wags, be remiss to, to not mention Kenny Clark, who always seems to turn it on this time of year. We need a big game out of Kenny Clark. We need Kenny Clark to continue to show the league why the Packers believed in him so much and why he earned the contract that he earned. Um, quite frankly, he doesn't get paid the money he's getting paid uh, for, for games in September. He's getting paid this money for what he's about to play in, which is a chance to go to the Super Bowl. We need Kenny Clark to wreak havoc on this Tampa Bay offensive line, and I expect him to do so. I really do, Wade. I expect Kenny Clark to be uh, put on a dominating performance against Tampa Bay. And even if Snacks isn't getting a ton of snaps this week, just the fact that we have him there I think has been a huge boost for this defense because of that extra depth and just having an extra guy that you know can go out there and get his job done. He, he's not – you know, in his prime anymore either. But um, this defensive line group looks about as strong as it's looked at any point this season um, and at exactly the right time. So, uh, Dane, any other thoughts on the defensive matchup or any other keys that you're looking at? Uh, I, I don't have any, and, and if you don't either, Wags, I think we should transition over to the Green Bay Packers offense and their matchup against this Tampa Bay defense because um, I'm licking my chops. This is a young defense. They've been fast. They've been aggressive. At times, they make big splash plays. Last week, they looked really good, but they were looking like they were limping into the playoffs a little bit prior to that. So um, what do you know about Tampa's defense, Wags? Well, it starts with their standout middle linebackers, uh, Devin yeah. White, Levante David. Those guys can ball. Uh, they might be the best tandem of middle linebackers in the league, um, and they gave the Packers offense fits in their first matchup. So um, I don't know how many more looks those two can give this Packers offense than they did in that first matchup. So that's the good news to start off with. The bad news is is they're still really fast, they're still really talented, and they're still going to make a lot of plays uh, in the middle of the field. Uh, so uh, the offensive line are going to be ha- have to be ready because they are running a lot of cross uh, blitzes and, and, and posing a lot of problems. Um, and that was primarily where they were getting pressure on Rodgers in that first matchup. So I expect the uh, Packers offensive line to be ready for that. And if the Tampa Bay defense is going to utilize them to get pressures, they're going to have to be a little bit more creative and come up with some new ways, uh, I think, to be able to do so. Uh, that being said, these guys can cover sideline to sideline. And when you've got one of those guys in the middle of the defense, that can be complicated. It makes it difficult to run on them. They're the number one rush defense in the league. Uh, and I think those two are the biggest reason why. Um, certainly they've got some big guys up front. Um, and Dominican Sue is not, uh, you know, uh, the player that he was when we faced him every year when he was in Detroit. Uh, but he's a big body and, and he's difficult to move off of his spot. Um, you know, they, so, but that gives those two guys free, uh, a lot of free reign, uh, to cover a lot of ground on the defensive side. So it's going to be difficult to get this run game going this week, but I think the Packers are going to need to, um, be, uh, very uh, stubborn <laughs> in trying to make sure that they hand the ball off quite a bit 
uh, similar to what they were doing against the Rams last week, because if they can start to wear them down a little bit and control the clock, uh, that could be where we can get a significant advantage. We, what we do not want to do is get into a situation where they're able to pin their ears back like they did in that first matchup and the Packers are having to, to pass uh, in third and long uh, in multiple situations, drive after drive. Wags, do you expect to see similar looks from what we saw against the Rams? And, and I ask that because last week was really the first week that we saw a bit more of a three-headed monster in the backfield. Jamal Williams, A.J. Dillon, and, of course, Aaron Jones all had chances. They all had their share. At times, two were on the field at the same time. Do you expect to see more of that? Uh, Dillon, late in the game, got injured and you know put the ball on the ground. You cannot do that. It sounds like he's uh, looking more likely to play, though, this week. I mean, do you expect in this cold weather environment for the Packers to continue to rotate through three running backs, or do you think that they're going to go back to the more traditional Aaron Jones, Jamal Williams look? I think it'll be all three, don't you? I mean, uh, getting both Jones and Dillon as those power backs and the way that they run, and uh, my goodness, Aaron Jones was running as hard as I've seen him yeah. in his career last week. Uh, he, he's He's not really known to be a physical guy, but when you can give all three of those guys uh, a bunch of uh, carries and a bunch of looks, uh, I don't think the opposing defenses are too eager to uh, keep getting a steady diet of of all three of those guys uh, because you hand the ball to Dylan and Jones, or uh, Dylan and, um, I'm sorry, uh, of course Jones, but um, Dylan and and Jamal Williams, uh, and they're just, their physicality, especially in this cold weather, is just at another level. And then you've got Jones running hard, too. It's like, can we get a break with these guys? No, you can't. Uh, so I, I I think so. I, I, think they sh- I think they should get at least the same number of carries as they did last week, don't you? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm very curious to see how Matt LaFleur attacks this game as a coach who doesn't really make, you know – doesn't really allow himself to lose twice to a team. <laughs> you know, we've seen it a bit, but in his short tenure here. But I want to know how and what he saw from the first matchup to the second matchup, how we can exploit them. Uh, I, I have all of the faith in the world in what Lafleur, Hackett, and Rogers are able to kind of come up with from a game plan perspective. Now they're going to have to go out and execute but I, Wags, I really uh, am curious to see what this team does, but I do think that we're going to see a dose of all three of them. Uh, I thought that the Packer running backs were going to get the ball in their hands a little bit more from a receiving perspective um, this last week. Uh, this week, I don't expect that as much, so maybe I'm wrong, and now this week they're all catching the ball. Um, but what I do think is that more than the first matchup, um, now with Devontae Adams, I think that Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, this is a moment where great players shine. This is a moment where the greatest players should step up. And I think that Rodgers to Adams, which has been one of the most prolific duos in the league all season, I want Devontae Adams to take this game over against the young defensive backs, against the Buccaneers. I want Devontae Adams to put the league on notice that he's the best receiver in football. Yeah, and it's one of those things where as much as we're talking about 
running the ball like we did last week, this Buccaneers defense is only allowing 3.6 yards per carry. <laughs> so it's, it's easier said than done. And on the flip side, they can be passed on. Uh, they're not one of the better pass defenses as you're, as you're stating. So it, it's one of those things where the problem is, is that they also are, are one of the best defenses in, in getting at the quarterback. They're, they're mm-hmm. in top five in the league in sacks. So in a way they want you passing the ball because that's where they can get you into mistakes and perhaps get to the quarterback or, or get those turnovers. Um, on the other hand, um, the Packers offense doesn't, doesn't want to be one dimensional and just be passing the whole game because I think that would feed into this Buccaneers defense's hands to some extent. I certainly expect they could still have success with that if Aaron's passing the ball a bunch. Uh, the, the biggest key to me is staying out of third and long. Yeah. So how do we do that? We, we need to make sure that because because running the ball and getting two yards on first down isn't necessarily the best recipe for success either. Uh, because no. now you're a second down incompletion away from third and eight. Uh, I know you can all do math out there at home. So sorry for, for the rudimentary statement there, but it, it's one of those things where you're going to have to be creative, um, and try to avoid third down as much as possible. Again, I know that's oversimplifying things a little bit, but I'd like to see them be aggressive throwing the ball downfield. Uh, on first and second down and let Aaron take some shots uh, and uh, perhaps then we're able to move the football without having to get into those third downs. Uh, and now that can open things up a little bit for the run. So this might be a week where the pass opens up the run game more so than the other way around. That's great. Exactly right. And thinking the exact legs run the same wavelength. This is one of those weeks where if we're running the ball every first down, we're not going to have success. It's going to be predictable, and it's not going to be a success for us. Um, but if we are able to open up some lanes through the passing game, uh, it's going to be, you know, I think it's instrumental to winning the game. And this is really the key to the game to me. Catch the ball. We need to catch football. Uh, last week, Alan Lazard had a, uh, a drop. You know, we, we, we've seen these guys just not squeezing the ball at times where they need to squeeze the ball. This is a week where, you know, it's a blank slate. There's everything on the line this week. This is why you play the game. And and, and forgive me, audience, thank you for listening, and forgive me for getting a little um, big picture this week, but, I mean, we need to understand the moment and the moment that we are in. This isn't week six. Uh, this is to go to the Super Bowl. And this year, we've seen good MVS, we've seen bad MVS, and we've seen all the in-between MVS. MVS, Velda Scantling needs to catch the ball this week. Um, no, There's no second chances. Catch the ball. Last week, he had some magnificent, magnificent third-down conversions lags. We need to see him continue to build on that. Alan Lazard. Had, I thought, um, one of the best catches of his career to seal the game. That was a hard catch in the fourth quarter to make that catch. Uh, he caught it. Good. Let's do it again, man. We don't have room for drops in these types of games. You can't give these teams chances to, to, you know, get the ball back. And I think that that's the key is the Packers ability last week to have long drives, eat up the clock, this week, keep the ball out of Brady's hands because he can. He seems to be able to pull stuff out, get it out of his hands. Aaron Rodgers and company need to control the ball. They need to control this game. And Wags, if we are controlling the ball, controlling the line of scrimmage, 
and allowing Aaron Rodgers to find his windows, we're going to win this football game. It's just as easy as that. But Aaron can't do it alone. He's going to need his receivers to catch the football. Certainly. And going back to the running backs getting involved in the receiving game, I thought we'd see that more last week, too. I'm not sure if this week is the week that it'll happen because of the speed of that linebacker group and the speed of the Tampa Bay defensive line. It's 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 a little difficult to see a mismatch in, in that situation. I have every bit of confidence and Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams catching the ball out of the backfield. So I, they should get a few catches and a few looks, uh, but um, it's going to have to be maybe on some reads. Um, if pre-snap uh, they pick up any tendencies or, or where those guys are going, if they're coming, uh, then let's seek them out, and, and perhaps they got a little bit of open space in front of them to work with in those situations. Uh, MBS seems to get most comfortable when we actually get them involved in the, in the short pass game. Yes. It's all just about the long passes, and that was what impressed me the most last week uh, and in a couple of the other games where he hasn't necessarily caught that long pass, but he's been able to do some work underneath. I think that's where we need to get him involved, and then maybe, maybe not, we have a, a long ball. But last week it was Alan Lazard that was uh, had the had the cr- critical drop. He redeemed himself later. But uh, it's all of these guys need to make sure that uh, they're coming up with the plays when they have the opportunity opportunity to do it, because they may not be getting ten looks. That's that's Devonte Adams. Uh, these other guys, you've got two, three, four looks at the most. You've got to make the most of them. Yes, absolutely. Um, you, you're spot on. And legs. Is there anything else as we're looking at these matchups on the offensive side of the ball uh, that you wanted to point out before we transition uh, briefly to special teams? Well, I know you talked about Devontae Adams, but don't can't, don't you think he's going to just have a huge game this week? He he needs to. You know, to be totally blunt, he needs to have a big game for this team. I think to win this one. And uh, I think that he's up to the challenge. So, yeah, I do, Wags, and, and I think that they're going to throw the kitchen sink at trying to stop him. Uh, but I think Devontae Adams, as you've said before, he's been uncoverable uh, for, for much of the season, and we need that kind of performance out of him again this week. Yeah, and that was – he was just coming off injury in that first matchup. So I don't know if that limited him. He, I mean, he had 61 yards receiving, six receptions, not his best game of the season. Uh, no one had their best game of the season in that game, but I think he—I don't see anyone uh, in this Tampa Bay secondary that would scare me enough to think that they can stop Devontae Adams. So we could be seeing a huge 125 to 140 yard type game from Devontae Adams this week, uh, perhaps even double digit receptions. Uh, if we're getting that, I, I really like our chances. Me too, absolutely. Wag special teams, they're bad too. (laughs) (laughs) What else can I say? I think that that plays into our advantage, though. I really do because I'm hoping if we can get some defensive stops, they are going to have some short field and and allow for for Rodgers and company to do their work on short field. If we can get some short fields, uh, again, I like our chances, and uh, we just need to make sure that uh, we're not giving up the big play to uh, a bad special teams unit. 
Yeah, and uh, you mentioned Coach Patton earlier. Coach Menenga, um, with all due respect, I think he's gone either way. Yeah. Uh, this is a situation where if the Packers don't win this week, he's straight up fired. Um, if the Packers go to the Super Bowl, uh, win or lose, um, maybe it's a massage a little bit where it's a, a quote-unquote mutual parting of ways. He gets a new opportunity, uh, but um, it, it, he's, he's gone. Uh, it, it's just this special teams has been just is something different every week. It's so frustrating. I don't even know where to start this week. Uh, it, it, maybe the coverage will be good, but then they have a bad snap. <laughs> you know? Um, maybe, well, that's maybe, the thing. Yeah, and there's too many good players on this team to have this bad of special teams. Yeah, exactly. And and so, um, I don't know. Maybe this is the week that special teams just get the job done without a blip. Uh, that would be – very nice, uh, but I, I guess I can't hold my breath because it hasn't happened yet this season. Um, so it's sort of a hold on and just hope that whatever, if whatever comes and happens, isn't a back-breaking play. And, you know, if you miss an extra point, that's points off the board. So that's yes. not good. But, um, you know, on the other hand, that's not as bad as – perhaps a block or something that would give Tampa Bay the ball in a position in a short field to go in and get a touchdown. So it's a matter of degrees. Um, but um, all I, all I want it this week is can we just cover the ball? Can we have clean snaps? Can we have clean operations? Um, and I, you know, just hope that this is the week that we come through unscathed on special teams. Legs. I think it's that time to talk about our X factors of the week. Um, why don't we start on the offensive side of the ball for the Packers? And I'm going to give you the honors. Who you got this week? Yeah, I'm going to go with a guy that's been around the block. And I think you talked about desire and hunger. Mercedes Lewis, big dog. I think he's going to score a touchdown this week. And that's the only reason I'm putting him as an X factor. I don't expect him to go out there and get five receptions, but I'm just going to, this is kind of like an honorary pick. Uh, there's going to be other guys that are, can be an X factor on the offensive side of the ball. Um, there's a, uh, several other guys I considered, but out of respect to Mercedes Lewis and the opportunity that he has, we talk about Rogers. We talk about all these guys wanting to get to the Super Bowl, but I think everybody, on that team in the locker room loves Mercedes Lewis so much that they want to get him into the big game. And I think the Packers uh, are going to give him an opportunity to punctuate that uh, by giving him a chance to score. And I think he does. I am going to go Mercedes Lewis uh, with a touchdown reception in this game. So honorary pick, but also with a touchdown uh, as my offensive X factor. Fantastic. Fantastic. And I think we'd all love to see that this week. My offensive X factor, I talked quite a bit about him, Valdez Scantling. Marquez Valdez Scantling. MVS needs to have a day. They're going to be spending a lot of attention and time trying to take away Devontae Adams. We need MVS to come up with some plays, and not only the big play. He's going to need to make some intermediary catches. He's going to need to help move the chains again. He's going to need to build on last week. And I think he's going to be up for the challenge, Wags. Uh, they're not going to have the answer for that. If, if he's making those plays, they will not be able to stop us. And uh, that's why I've got uh, Veldis Gatling is my X Factor offensively of this week. Great pick, Dane. And, and if, if, if we can get some secondary, um, you know, uh, contributions and we get good MVS 
<laughs> we, we're going to be sitting pretty as far as yeah. I'm concerned. Okay. Offensively, offensively. That, that doesn't mean that the defense uh, doesn't still have a job to do. So let's uh, switch over to that side of the ball. Dane, I'm going to let you go first. Uh, who is your defensive X factor? Same guy I picked last week, Rashawn Gary. Uh, Rashawn Gary is going to once again impose his will uh, against a talented offense. Rashawn Gary against the quick passing Tom Brady, against the, the, the running backs Fournette and Jones. Rashawn Gary is going to continue his uh, ascension into becoming one of the premier defensive players on this Packers unit. I think Rashawn Gary is going to have an absolute monster game coming out party on national TV. He's going to make Tom Brady's life miserable at Lambeau Field. And you know what hurts worse than Rashawn Gary sacking you? Rashawn Gary sacking you when it's 20 degrees out. He's going (laughs) to just make Brady feel it this week. I'm going to stay with the edge, and my guy is Preston Smith. I think it's going to be a combination. We notice that Darius is going to be jacked up, and he's going to get in there too. But where I'm looking for Preston Smith and what's been, I think, a pretty disappointing season uh, for him is uh, he has quietly uh, made some plays or been active with his hands. Uh, So I I think, uh, Tom, if we can get him uh, off of his um, uh, spot a little bit, it's Preston Smith that might be coming around and uh, stripping uh, the ball. So I think Preston Smith, I'm just going to call it right now, he's going to knock the ball out of Tom Brady's hands, cause a forced fumble, and we're going to scoop up that ball. Um, and Preston Smith, uh, for that reason, I am going to have as an X factor as well. Uh, if both of us are right, um, again, we're going to be uh, in prime position taking it all the way to the Super Bowl game. Uh, so I am super excited uh, because if these guys can get the job done up front, I've got a ton of confidence that uh, our secondary can do enough to slow down that Tampa Bay uh, passing court. Man, I'm hoping. I'm hopeful. I'm hopeful, Wags. Prediction time. It's about It's about that time. Can't believe it. <sighs> Wags, do you want to do the honors this week? I can take us. I can lead us off. That's not a problem. So, uh, you know, this this is not going to be an easy game, folks. Uh, we're we're really obviously super excited, super passionate about everything we've been talking about today. Um, Tampa Bay, look, they're a good team, uh, but I have to tell you, I think this is going to be a game that the Packers do uh, pull away in the second half. I just uh, something in my gut tells me that uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to turn the ball over and the Packers are going to capitalize. I do not think this Tampa Bay defense uh, is going to slow down the Packers offense in a significant way. They might win a series here and there, uh, but I do think the Packers are going to put up points. They're going to take care of the ball. Uh, They're going to cause the Tampa Bay team to get frustrated on both sides of the ball. Uh, we're going to capitalize on some turnovers. Uh, it might be a little bit back and forth. So I think the Packers actually jump out ahead to a lead by 10, by 10 or more by halftime. Uh, Tampa Bay will make a little bit of a run, um, close the gap. But then I think similar to last week, uh, the Packers will have uh, a dagger series offensively, uh, and then they may come up with another turnover late. Uh, so I think – I know it's crazy, Dane – but I, I expect the Packers to win uh, by uh, double digits this week. I, wow. I think 
I really do. I'm feeling it. I think this is our moment. I really do. I'm going to go to Packers pulling away from the Buccaneers, and they're going to give them some of their own medicine from their last matchup. Uh, Packers 38, Tampa Bay 27, and we're going to the Super Bowl, baby. Wags. I want you to be right. <laughs> I want you to be right. Oh, man. Uh, it's going to be a battle. But Aaron Rodgers is going to be laser-focused this week. He is going to know maybe very few players in the league are as mindful of their place in the game and their place in history and, and unafraid to talk about their place in it as Aaron Rodgers. He knows what this is about. He's never had an NFC championship game go through Lambeau Field. It's going to be cold. It's going to be nasty. I think that losing to Tampa Bay in the regular season was the best thing that could have happened to this team in this moment and this time. Tampa Bay is going to score some points, man. They're going to put up points, throw the Green Bay Packers. And, uh, Wags, I agree with you, 38 points for the Green Bay Packers. It's going to be closer than that as far as I'm concerned. I think Tampa Bay is going to put up 31 points. But Aaron Rodgers is going to put on a performance for people. I think he's pissed. I think that he uses every little piece of motivation to his advantage. I think all the Brady talk, he hears it. I think losing the man who drafted him, he hears it. I think, uh, you know, the commentators talking about, well, can this team beat this team because Tampa beat him earlier this year, he hears it. Uh, can Rodgers win the big game again? He hears it. He's going to be surrounded by, I assume, 10,000 screaming Packer fans. It's going to be cold. It's going to feel a lot louder and a lot colder than that for Tampa Bay. Aaron Rodgers is going to slice and dice this Tampa Bay defense, and Indomitian Sioux is going to go back up the tunnel, and the Green Bay Packers are going to go to Tampa Bay because the Green Bay Packers are going to the Super Bowl. I love Dean. <laughs> is it Sunday yet? I, I can't wait for this. Oh, my goodness. Um, how are we going to make it through two more days? Or <laughs> Sunday morning. It's just like I, 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 I'm getting emotional just thinking and talking about it right now. So I apologize, folks. I, I don't even know what to say. I'm speechless. Um, so, the, yeah. thought, the thought of what's in front of us. And is there some – there's got to be some symbolism, too, that – that we're facing Tom Brady. I, I don't want to understate that. I mean, I know most people get sick of hearing about Brady, and, and I, look, he deserves all of the the accolades that he's gotten. What an incredible career uh, for this this guy. But Rodgers also gets to have a chance to knock off Brady. Uh, yeah. This is the 14th uh, uh, championship game. Um, he's trying to get back to the Super Bowl. I, I I don't know. I, I think you're right. It, this hired gun thing for Tampa Bay just uh, sticks in my craw. I don't know that they want it for each other. Who do they want that's, it for? That's, that's right. That, that's what really stands out to me. The Packers, they want this for each other. This this is this is a team that is just all kind of eye on the prize and, and they're they're going out there on a mission that's greater than just for themselves. Mm-hmm. 
and that to me, I think, is what's going to separate this final result. It's not going to be easy. It's still going to be a battle, like you said. Uh, but I, I, I am just getting emotional just thinking about it. So, um, Dane, any other closing thoughts from you? No, just please enjoy the game. Uh, this this doesn't happen every year. Some teams never get this. So enjoy the game. Thanks for the players for for just doing what they've done all year so far. And thank you to everybody who's listened. We love doing this podcast. It's an awful lot of fun. And here's hoping that the next time you hear from us, we're on the way to the Super Bowl. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go.